Hi, this is Whit, which is short for Whitney, and welcome to the Nachos Podcast. Our purpose in these podcasts is very simple, to review restaurant nachos wherever we find them. How's that for a specialized podcast? And by we, I'm not talking about me and the mouse in my pocket. I'm talking about me and my girlfriend, Janet. Hi, this is Janet, otherwise known as JJet or Juanita. Whit and I are hoping to do one nachos review a week from whatever city we're in. Most of the time, those cities will be in Arizona. And a tech note, if you happen to have iTunes, the best way to enjoy this podcast is to subscribe to it in iTunes. That way you won't miss a show. This is our first podcast outside of the Phoenix metropolitan area. We spent the weekend up north in Prescott and went to Casa Bonita in Prescott Valley. We've met friends at Casa Bonita before and have enjoyed the restaurant, so we thought we'd give them the privilege of being featured on the Nachos podcast. Join us now at Casa Bonita. Here we are in Casa, what is it, Casa Bonita? Casa Bonita. Family Mexican restaurant. They have multiple locations. Five of them here. Oh, they got Flagstaff, Sedona, Cottonwood, and Prescott Valley, and one in Prescott. So two here in this area. Oh, coming soon in Lake Havasu. There you go. We've always kind of liked them. I mean, it's a place that people from um, my work will get together and uh, here in Prescott. And uh, Janet just read the nacho re- uh, thing to you, but it's super nachos for $5.95 and uh, chips and beans and cheddar cheese and guacamole. Hello. Hi. Sour cream, onions, and tomatoes. And for a dollar, or add a dollar for chicken or beef. I'd like a margarita on the rocks, please. Yes. Same thing. Yes, please. Thank you. Very good. Good start. Offering us waters, which we forgot to order, which we always want anyway. So far, so good. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you want to talk about the decor? Yeah. You can probably speak to that. It's the pink sponging on the one wall. Yeah. Pink sponging on one wall and then kind of a melon color sponging on the opposite wall big paintings that are very bright and colorful with chickens or roosters. There's one with um, the sun and then there's mask on one wall. I can see a bunch of you know, the red chili bundles on the far wall, actual bundles, and then there's paintings of them in the other room. The overall effect is a real clean and fun place. So it's right. clean and looks like it's been freshly painted. And, we're sitting in a booth, but there are tables that have the colorful, I call them Mexican chairs, just they're colorful and they have paintings on them, kind of carved paintings. There's actually three different separate rooms to this um, location mm-hmm. and outside. We've never eaten on the patio. We've never had chairs out there that I've been here, I don't think, maybe. Not now. <clears throat> All right, got our margaritas, and they're in these hurricane glasses, and I will take a picture this time of them, so um, you'll be able to see them. In fact, you're look, if you're looking at the extended podcast, you're seeing them right now. Okay, margaritas, hurricane glass, here we go. Janet's taking the first sip. Cheers. Cheers. Squirted lime on the iPhone. Pretty good, actually. I don't, it's a different taste. I don't know, am I just... No, I got to stir mine better. I think I got that lot of salt that was at the bottom of the glass. It's almost, I don't know, am I, I feel like I'm tasting a little bit of pineapple or something. I don't know. It's 
a little bit different flavor than. Um, yeah, it's not your standard sweet and sour. You're right, but I don't, no. I don't know what to describe I it as. I don't know what that is either. I like it. It's not my favorite. I would give it uh, probably. Let me think about this for a minute. I'd probably give it a high three. I was throwing in a three two, so yeah. There I did three two again. No, three, it's just a, just a three for me. And uh, yeah, you know, I'd order another one without upgrading it, maybe. But. Yeah, I would order another one without upgrading. Okay, what we we just got the nachos. I'll take a picture of them before we dig in. It's a big pile of nachos, um, lots and lots of cheese, a big blob of sour cream and guacamole on top, and looks like tomatoes and onions, so maybe a little bit of pico de gallo, but not exactly. I can see the beef picking, peeking through, and I can see the beans peeking through, so. And we got the ground beef, so they do look good, and I'm hungry, and um, cheese looks delicious. We don't really like the chips. It's the same chips they put on the basket, but they might be a little crispy or warm or something. They're a little just coarse and kind of chewy is what they were on the, in the basket, but we'll see how they are on the nachos. Well, my first chip was good. I can smell the seasoning on the beef. Yeah, so. that's kind of what I was hoping for, that it'd be nicely seasoned. We got ground beef, if I didn't say that twice already. Pretty good. I like them too, you know. Um, a little bit of that same kind of thing as far as the heavy cheese maybe will get to some soggy chips, but honestly, as hard as these chips are, uh -huh. it's kind of a benefit because it's kind of helping make oh. them True. Yeah. not oh. so hard. That's a good point. Maybe that's a good idea to have hard chips and cheesy nachos because yeah. they can support the cheese. I don't know, I'm, I'm leaning between a three and a four because what we were saying off uh, off mic is that they are to me kind of real family nachos or dinner nachos. It's a you know, heavy plate with lots of beans and lots of ground meat. And... No, thank you. We'll take the, we'll take the shot. Though. Thank you. Um, and they're uh, like I said, family nachos. It's a plate of food. It's a dinner. And um... lots of cheese, but so that means a lot of oil on the plate. So everything down under is kind of soggy but it's it, I don't know how to describe it other than say it's not a bad soggy um, the chips are so heavy that yeah. they can actually deal with the grease and to me it actually turns it into kind of a different compared to what we've been eating kind of a different um, besides, well you know actually Via de los Santos was kind of similar to this because they yeah. had a lot of oil at the bottom too but these chips can carry it better thank you you know what I was thinking is that I have this casserole recipe that you take chips and you put them on the bottom of the casserole and then you put chicken on top of that and I can't remember but it the chips become softer not not um, soggy but softer and cuttable chewable kind of thing um, so in a sense it kind of reminds me of that that's kind of what I'm trying to say. It's not an appetizer thing where you pick up each chip and you eat it. It becomes a, a, you know, a, a casserole on a plate, almost a layered casserole with chips on the bottom and chips through it. So as nachos go, um, I'm going to give them a three. I would eat them again, though. I mean, I liked them. They tasted good. The beans were good. The, the ground meat was good. <laughs> yeah, they were generous with the sour cream, even though there was quite a bit of cilantro in the uh, 
guacamole, not everybody you know, dislikes that as much as I do. So you can't really slam up for that. But, um, and I'm not really sure why I'm just giving them three, because I want us to reserve four and fives for, you know, special nachos, I guess, would be ones I really like. So threes are adequate to me. And I, I think three is, is average. I think three is, yeah, it's the nachos I would have again. I'm not thinking, though, that I would go, wow, these are ones that I... I crave and I can't wait to go back. Right, we wouldn't make a special trip here just to get them as I would to either Salty Senorita or Corbin's. We would, we would go back for those nachos. We wouldn't do that here. If we were coming back to this restaurant, which we will, we would, you know, if we were coming out for dinner, we wouldn't necessarily get these. Um, well, there's a half a teaspoon of oil left on the bottom of the plate and we got two and a half chips left. Um, so, so we ate them all, so they must not have been that bad. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of the bottom line. Yeah, they were they were good. They really were good. So you know, three is kind of chin, chintzy for me to do, but um, I think it's a fair a fair uh, accounting of what we just had compared to the other, other nachos that we've run into. Which fortunately we kind of started with some really good ones, so we could set the bar high pretty quickly at Salty Senorita and Corbin's, and that was an accidental good plan because now we know what you know good nachos can be. But if you're just out for non gourmet standard nachos that you know they're gonna fill you up this is a really good choice she tried to take away our two and a half chips can you imagine that i'm not really sure we're still working on but i was kind of thinking well we're recording so maybe we just need her to yeah she, she doesn't need to get them now We've said it all, I think we've, we've beaten these nachos to death. I'm going to take a picture of the oily plate just for fun, so. If I didn't say what my rating, I think I said average, but I'm not sure um, that I actually gave it a number rating, so I think three, um, and again, you know, I think it's a good, um, as Whit described earlier, the family nachos, um, nice portions, and definitely filled us up, so good stuff. Yep. Well, as you've just heard, our experience at Casa Bonita was just average, with a final score of three for the margaritas and three for the nachos. To pick the closing song, I'm going to borrow from another podcast I'm helping to produce, The Breeze Alexander Show. The Breeze Alexander Show is an hour-long, late-night-style jazz radio show featuring the amazing Breeze Alexander. If you like great jazz music you won't hear anywhere else, check her out at breezealexander.com. She turned me on to my new favorite song, which is Red Baron from the Rippingtons.